0: Following live broadcast is a production of the independent ministries of Maryland. In Christ, we are a kingdom. In this kingdom are many villages, and each of these villages do things in their own way, but still pay allegiance. To the same king. This ministry is all about bringing a stronger connection to this kingdom. Christ's kingdom. One family, one unit, one mighty force of salvation under God's providence. We are the Yakanuos.
1: We thank you for joining us for our Sunday afternoon message. Prayer is very important to a healthy Christian life. In today's message, Pastor Steve will share a message on Jesus' teaching on prayer from Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. Let's join Pastor Steve now, as he shares God's Word.
0: I forgot to turn the microphone on. I'm bad at that. Anyway, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for joining us again this Sunday afternoon as I present to you my teachings and learnings from God's holy word in the Bible. I'm hoping you guys can hear me okay. I'm hoping it's not too loud or clipping out because we're using a new microphone today that uh dear friend of mine, brought up to me from, I think he's living in South Carolina now, but um, he brought me a Yeti microphone. I was really uh, tickled that he thought of me to bring this up to me. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate it. I'm um, hoping it's going to serve our needs well. Um, anyway, um, today we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer, and prayer is of the utmost importance in our walk with God. And Jesus
1: taught us specifically about prayer.
0: We're going to break down the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew chapter 6, and take a deeper look at it like we've been doing with many of the other scriptures in the past. But before we get into that, let's open with some prayer.
1: Heavenly Father wonderful God above.
0: We thank you for gathering us today. Whomever may be tuning in to watch this live or to watch it later, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together to learn what it is you are saying through the scriptures of the Bible. And Lord, I prayed it These words and these lessons will touch the hearts of those that watch and bring you closer to them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: All right, so we'll get started. Jesus always made it
0: Sorry, we're also working with a new software here this morning, so forgive me for the little hiccups here. Alright, so, as I was saying, Jesus always made it very clear during his earthly time that he was not a big fan of people who go through the motions, um, you know, for public favor or to make themselves look good to others. Uh, When it comes to prayer, this is the first concern that Jesus addresses in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 6.
1: Matthew chapter
0: 6, verses 5 through 6, which I got to look over here because I forgot to put it in my notes. It reads, When you pray, yeah, okay. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get.
1: Okay. What I just read is a little
0: different than what I got on this, what I've got up there. This must be older. Anyway, let me read what's on the screen. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth that this all is the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go oh, okay, that's where I messed up. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then, your father, who sees everything, will reward you.
1: Is that what I had here? Yeah, I just didn't
0: read it properly. uh, Forgive me. Let me get that out of the way. (laughs) I know I apologize too much. I have people that uh, get on me about that. Anyway,
1: let's see. All right.
0: <clears throat> so, we we start here with a first question, which is, how does this scripture affect us gathering to pray in groups? Well, because it, it, it's very strongly emphasizing on praying in private. But, as the scripture says, prayer is to be a personal experience. That's what it means by private. As long as you are gathering gathering for prayer with solemn hearts for a purpose, such as a prayer meeting focused on your church or ministry, prayer for a family in need, or someone who is ill, or even as part of worship, then this poses no issue with the scripture. But if you are gathering to pray just as an event, or gathering without any heartfelt intent, you're going through the motions, then this is what Jesus is talking about. Prayer can still be a personal experience in a group setting. The other big question that comes up quite frequently with prayer is, is there a special way to pray? And this can be a tr- can be a complicated question because the Lord's Prayer is a roadmap. It is a guide, if you will, of how Jesus was teaching us how to pray. And before we go in to that roadmap and guide, we need to take a minute and look at Luke chapter 18. Verses 9 through 14. Which reads, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everybody else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. And if you remember from our previous teachings, a Pharisee, They were the elite. They were the teachers of Jewish law and Jewish custom. And they had a tendency to be very self-righteous, very um, much into putting themselves above the people. But here we go. One was a Pharisee. And the other was a despised tax collector. Tax collectors were not very liked people back in those days. And of course, that could be argued for today as well. But um, back then, they were considered lower than dirt. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else. For I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I am certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance, and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven, as, as he prayed... Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this is Jesus speaking now outside of the story, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. In this parable, Jesus is warning us not to get swollen heads. And pray like we are above anybody else. The Pharisee's prayer in this parable was selfish and, dare I say, cocky. He even went as far as comparing himself to the tax collector. The Pharisee's thanks to God was hollow and self serving as he was self praising. The tax collector. Prayed for mercy. Laying himself before God. As a sinner. Asking forgiveness. For being a sinner. And not trying to present himself as anything otherwise. God does not want to hear. Prayers of how righteous we are. Or what we do in piety to him. God sees that for himself in. Those that are sincere and humble. And frankly, it is my personal belief that this hollow intent, such as the Pharisee prayed, saddens God. But that's just my personal opinion.
1: So, we're going to call this,
0: point number one, don't pray to try and score extra credit. Don't pray telling God how perfect you think you are. Pray as you are, a broken sinner, thankful for the redeeming power of Christ. Now we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6 verses 7 and 8. Now, it needs to be said, and I want to remind you, these are Jesus' words as recorded by his disciples in the Bible. This is not my interpretation. This is not someone's commentary or denominational doctrine. I'm quoting from the Bible. Straight from the Bible. And we read in verses 7 and 8, When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask
1: him. Sometimes... Sometimes we forget that God is all-knowing all-seeing, and all-powerful.
0: If God, knows, if God knows all, sees all, and knows my needs before I pray, then why do we pray? This is another question that I've, that I've heard. So, let's think back to what we've learned from the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. When we pray, we are not telling God anything. He already knows how faithful we are.
1: We are to be humble in our prayers.
0: Not because we are asking God for something that he's unaware of, but acknowledging that we are dependent on him for it. It is that humble request, that humble plea, it is that acknowledgement we make or we make on the behalf of others that we share with God that gives prayer its power. When you pray, you are not writing a Christmas list to Santa Claus stating what you want. You are kneeling before a king, asking his royal favor and expressing your humbleness for all he bestows the kingdom. With this said, repeating our prayers over and over does not change or strengthen anything. You are just repeating what God already knows. So this we will call
1: point two. God knows.
0: He heard you the first time. We are not praying asking. We are praying thanking. Even when, you pray, when, even when your prayer expresses a specific need or concern, God already knows it. This means it turns from a request into a thank you the
1: instant that you say it. Jesus, in his lesson in Matthew six, gave a specific example Give a
0: specific example on how we should form our prayers, and we refer to this as. The Lord's Prayer Just like last week's message, it is yet another Christian scripture staple that we freq- frequently are taught and uh, to memorize and be able to recite. And this posed the same question to me as last week of, do we understand? What we are reciting. However, last week I looked at um, we looked at Psalm 23, and I looked at the uh, King James version. However, this week we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer from the New Living Translation, which reads a little differently than what you may have been taught when you were younger but I just I like the way the words flow better for teaching aspect because it reads a little more modern and it break easier to kind of break down to the novice if you'll forgive the um the description but let's take a look at Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13 the Lord's Prayer and Jesus says pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't lead us I'm sorry, or do not let us yield into temptation, but rescue us from evil. Or rescue us from the evil one, excuse me. This is the roadmap for prayer that Jesus gave us. And let's break down this roadmap into steps so we can get to the deeper understanding.
1: Our Father in Heaven.
0: This first line of Scripture, of the Lord's Prayer, it's pretty simple. We are addressing who we are praying to. Just as you would not approach a throne without acknowledging the king by his royal title. For example, you wouldn't walk up to the Queen of England and go, hey Liz, what's going on? Or hey Liz, what's kicking? <laughs> You wouldn't do that, and you shouldn't really do that with our You know, you dress dress him, you know, with respect. Heavenly Father, wonderful God, um, God Almighty, however you want to open your prayers, but you're opening with respect. You're opening with that royal title. You're opening with that you are my God. You are the Almighty. You are the Heavenly Father. Pick your... Pick your... um, pick your title which brings us on to which is now point three address your king address your king by his proper titles even think he deserves it i mean you know he he is our king he is the ruler of all things the controller of all things he deserves to be shown respect
1: May your name be kept holy. May
0: your kingdom come soon. This is the portion of this Rhythm Act of Prayer where we tell God how special he is, how great he is to us. And why wouldn't you? I mean, you're, here's somebody that you're praying to for a purpose. You're going to want to I'm not, I can't, am I going to say this? Am I really going to say this? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it, but I just hope that you see what I'm actually saying. That's the time to butter him up. Okay, you've addressed him by his royal title. And now you're saying, Lord God, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are my God. You are just absolutely wonderful. And I hate, I can't believe I said butter him up. Anyway. I think you get where I'm going with this. Okay? You're letting your king know that he is indeed important
1: to you. Which is
0: point four. Appreciate your king. Let your king know how important he is to you. Share your enthusiasm for the coming of Jesus' reign. Show gratitude for what he has done for you. <laughs> I believe I said that. Anyway,
1: moving on. <laughs> oh. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Everything is in God's hands. He controls everything and knows everything, and we should acknowledge that, which is point five. Acknowledge that God is in control. Let God know you understand he is the master of all things.
1: Give us today the food we need.
0: This is the part of prayer where we do our asking. But think before you
1: ask. Is what I'm praying for selfish?
0: Now, when I say selfish, I don't mean we shouldn't pray when we are scared or facing a situation, or praying for guidance in a personal matter. When I say selfish, I mean praying for a million dollars. Praying for a noisy neighbor next door to move away. Praying for things that only suit selfish needs, like... Or more likely said, praying for things that are unreasonable or in bad spirit. That's what I mean by selfish.
1: Which brings us to...
0: Point six. Don't be greedy. God does not give us what we want. He gives us what we need. Now... As I've mentioned in previous messages, God will not give you what you want. He gives you what you need. And what you need will not always be what you're asking for. And that need can only be seen through his perspective and not our limited human vision. Sometimes the most powerful answer we get to a prayer is no. Not because God does not want us to have it, but because it is not what we need, or stands in the way of other plans God
1: has for us.
0: And the next part, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Acknowledge the need for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. This is very important. And we'll come back to this in a few moments because it is addressed in more detail in our last verse. And we'll come back to this as point number eight. So let's move on to... And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Temptation attacks us every day from all sides. All of us. I don't care who you are. Temptation lurks around us constantly. Evil will do everything it can to knock us off track. It is the spiritual warfare we face. When I sit down every week to write these messages, I am constantly getting bombarded with distraction. I'm getting bombarded with things that easily can pull you away, but are so simple that they can wait. But they just, they just pile on you. And you have to be able to look past that and focus in to what you need to do. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. About spiritual warfare and temptation. Remembering what we talked about already. God already knows. But. Acknowledging in your prayers. That he can take steps to lead us away from these temptations. And evil distractions. Is not only pleasing to God. But a very healthy way of reminding us to keep our guard off, which is
1: point seven,
0: which is remember your armor plated. By remembering that God protects us, we should be sure to address our thankfulness and our thin spots in that armor. Because there will be thin spots in our prayers. None of us are a match for evil by ourselves. But with God's protection wrapped around us like armor, we can take on anything evil throws at us. So now we're going to go back into this forgiveness thing by looking at Matthew chapter 6. Verses 14 and 15, which is the last verses in our section we're looking at today, which reads If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins.
1: Now, this. This one's a
0: tough pill to swallow usually. And looking back at the portion we skipped over, which is, And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. What Jesus is saying here is forgiveness is a major key point to anything that we bring in prayer. God knows forgiveness is not easy. But without forgiving others, how can we ask for something
1: we can't give ourselves?
0: Think back to the parable again of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee had no forgiveness in his heart for the tax collector, and talked down on him in his prayer. Without forgiveness, your prayers ring hollow just as the Pharisees' prayer did. Forgiveness, now this has got to be said, and I looked into this very very intently because this is one that I've struggled with in my own life. Uh, back when I first uh, felt the calling to get into ministry, I was dealing with a lot of bitterness. I, was, I had a lot of things weighing on my heart, and this is one that I struggled with, so I had to be part of this message today. And that is forgiveness and forgetting are two completely different things. In our human condition, not being able to forget something is how we protect ourselves from being wronged or endangered again. But, by forgiving, what we are saying is, we know we have been wronged. But the love Christ has given to us is more powerful than that bitterness that dwells in our hearts. And as such, that bitterness has no room in our hearts anymore. And that acknowledgement, that release, is what powers your prayers. Forgiveness opens the communication channels of prayer, which is our eighth point. Tune in your forgiveness. You can release the bitterness in your heart about something or against someone and still not forget what it was that happened to you. You can give forgiveness but not forget what happened. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you can release that bitterness. You can free your heart and you can move on. Not forgetting just helps you to protect yourself from letting it happen to you again. It's all about that bitterness release. Tuning in your forgiveness. And opening that communication channel for prayer.
1: So, in conclusion... This week, actually, we're not quite. That's not the slide I want. I those two slides are backwards.
0: No, they weren't. I'm sorry. That was my. That was all me. All right. So, in conclusion of our message this week, we're going to do a quick summarization of our eight points. Number one, don't pray to try and score extra credit. Pray with humbleness. We are all sinners and no better than anyone else. Point two, God knows. He heard you the first time. Repeating our prayers over and over is no more powerful than a single prayer. Point three, address your king. Remember, God is our king, and to address him with respect. Point four. Appreciate your king. Show your appreciation and love
1: for your God. Point five.
0: Acknowledge that God is in control. Acknowledge that God has his hand in all things. Point six. Don't be greedy. Ask for what is needed, not what is wanted. God is not Santa Claus. Point seven. Remember, your armor plated. God protects his humble and faithful citizens of his kingdom. Point eight. Tune in your forgiveness. In order to get forgiveness, you have to give forgiveness you cannot ask for forgiveness if you're not willing to give it so this answers the ultimate question why do we recite the lord's prayer we recite the lord's prayer to remember that it is our roadmap on how to pray and even more so, it's a great roadmap to strengthening our faith and our humbleness towards our King. This is what makes it such a major scripture staple to Christian life. It is a all-in-one reminder that God is in control and is above all things, and that we should show Him that respect. And keep ourselves humble toward Him. So let's go ahead and close today's message in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us this lesson on prayer that your Son Jesus taught us within the Lord's Prayer and the Scriptures that we've looked at today. Father, we understand that you are almighty. You are in control of everything, that we are simple sinners that are forgiven by your grace and not by our own wants. Father, we acknowledge that you give us what we need not what we want and that in all you work for what is best for us and not against us father we acknowledge to you that we need to give forgiveness we need to forgive others in order to have forgiveness from you and father we ask that you be with everyone that has viewed this today or will view this message that it touches their hearts opens their minds and clears their conscience in order to pray to you with reverence and respect father i pray that we as a country and as a world can continue towards peace and harmony And I pray that the following days before our next message are met with love and kindness. In this we pray in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. So have you felt the need to bring Jesus
0: Christ into your life today? If you need to ask Jesus Christ into your heart, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. And you're welcome to pray your own prayer. As a matter of fact, I I strongly encourage that. And in that prayer, as you've already learned today, the, the structure, you know, how Jesus taught us how to pray. But in that prayer, remember to lay at his feet Your concerns, your fears, everything that's burdening you when you ask him into your life. But if that's not something you're comfortable with doing, then I offer you to repeat this
1: prayer with me. Glorious Heavenly Father, thank you for opening my heart. I pray that you will come into my life and be the guiding light I need to walk in my journeys according to your will and the guidance of your word. I ask for your forgiveness of my sins and for your power. To overcome them and temptation. Amen. If you have said this
0: prayer with an open and solemn heart. Then I say welcome my brother or my sister to the family of God. I'd like to invite you to make a relationship with a local Christian church in your community. They should be all about Jesus Christ dying on the cross to save us of our sins and rising again to the glory of heaven to sit by the right side of God. They should teach God's words according to the Bible. There are many different Christian churches around the world and we encourage you to pray for guidance as you search for one that makes you feel accepted and supported. May God bless you and those that are special to you. I encourage you to reach out to us if you feel the need to do so at our address information that's now on screen. Uh, constantly, I'm constantly forgetting to share these, so I'm glad I remembered. Uh, you can reach us at that email address, phone number, or write us a letter to the address. You can also find us on Facebook at the address there on the screen. Uh, if you're watching us through YouTube, I strongly encourage you to not forget to hit the subscribe button. Uh Our subscribe graphics being a little wonky, but um, don't forget to subscribe and hit the little bell icon, which will help you to know when we are streaming or we post a video of some fashion. Uh, Let's see what's next. Also, if you feel it in your heart to help contribute, to help us keep this ministry going and to continue our growth then you can do so by visiting dmom.org forward slash donate. And there you can, or scan the QR code there that's on the screen. And if you're feeling the call to do that, you'll be taken to a platform where you can create an account and sign in. We have that for sake of security. And that'll also allow you to be able to go back and look at what you're contributions worth. You need them for tax purposes. The system will keep a record of that. Um, So if you feel that call, by all means, please go there and help financially support our ministry so we can keep bringing you um, live programming like this. And we have a few other um, projects that are in the works, but we've got to redesign our studio area and get it reset up so we can do other things than just me sitting here at my desk. So give us some patience. We'll be glad to uh, get those uh, programming offerings to you here before long. Um, Anyway, in closing, like I said, may God bless you and those who are special to you. I'm Pastor Steve Huffmeister, the Senior Pastor and President Of Diakonos Independent Ministries of Maryland. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope that you will. um, Share this with others. And that you will come back. And watch again next week. Um, Not quite sure what our message is going to be on next week yet. But um, I look forward to having you as a viewer again. And if you're watching this recording. I strongly encourage you to go back and watch our previous messages, because a lot of our previous messages feed into the following ones. So I strongly encourage you to go back and watch everything, um, as you have time, of course. And anyway, I've rambled enough. God bless you, and have a wonderful Sunday, and take care.